It's party time, Mom. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Brather Show. Mark, I, right as you counted me in, I spilled this Coke everywhere. So it's all good. I'm going to hide that behind the tequila. <laughs> I was trying to do good. I got too much crap over here. I keep piling up stuff, man. Um, I saved it. The thing, it rolled under the chair. I had to fish it out of there. But we're pros around here, and you wouldn't have known that if I hadn't told you what's going on. So anyway, welcome to the episode. Thursday, we'll get off the rails. Of course, we will. Uh, what are we going to talk about today? We could spin the wheel. We could talk about trans issues, gay issues, COVID issues, Ukraine. Who knows what we're going to get into? The Puppet Master Mark, and of course, Super Mario Chris Cruz driving us into the nether regions of all things insanity and of course this world is crazy and uh tuesday next tuesday you're gonna get we're gonna do bible study in here you don't want to miss that all right we're gonna do you asked for it some of you did we're gonna do a little bible study here so uh we're gonna we're gonna talk about some of the uh issues that are on my heart about the fatherlessness culture that we have in the world today specifically in america uh so don't miss it also i'm gonna be along with my buddies the ragamuffins steve and ben we're gonna be at Dosi dos april 29th so you got a month you got a month to plan and prepare but get your tickets now uh Dosi dos is awesome that comes with a dinner it's some of the best it's one of the best restaurants around it's a great fun venue and uh seats about 450 people so you want to get your seats now so you don't wind up with one of those obstructed views because they do have some seats in there that are you know kind of behind a pole somewhere but uh go to watchchad.com that's where all the fun stuff is check out the calendar it's going to start filling up here pretty quick we've got a lot of places we're going to be going and i want to i want to see you out there having some fun kind of like doing uh campfire stories that are funny and sitting around singing some songs some original some old ones some you know some you don't but all of them will entertain you and uh you don't want to miss it all new show that's live and on stage all over the country so um check it out watchchad.com by the way guys i don't know if you know this or not but i received an article my friend barb allen uh, i was on her show this week uh up in new york and she sent me this because she made reference to it from arizona state university heterosexual privilege checklist we have to have a checklist by the way so you'll know that you're privileged um if you're a heterosexual you are a privileged person um according to uh sam killiman's privilege list that he created for uh, people of privilege to empathize with other non-privileged individuals social justice advocate killerman writes such as he's like 30 plus things right uh, immediate access to your loved one in case of an accident or emergency public rec- recognition and support for an intimate relationship so in other words if somebody congratulates you for getting engaged or something like that uh, expressing affection in most social situations and not expecting hostile or violent reactions from others uh, you know per- personally if you're doing a whole lot of public display of affection I'm probably going to look at you with a kind of a hostile look. I don't care if you're gay or straight or anything else. Just save it for somewhere else. I'm trying to eat dinner. Um, Expressing pain when a relationship ends from death or separation. Receiving support from others. Receiving social acceptance by neighbors, colleagues, good friends. On and on and on this list goes. Uh, You can... uh, you can find it on the Arizona State University. This is why you don't send your kids to college anymore. Um, 
not having people think your sexuality is a mental health issue, being able to have your partner from a different country or able to obtain citizenship in your country through marriage. Basically, it's one big thing of saying they're being um, ostracized and, and, you know, uh, there's prejudice against them when it comes to legalities of marriage and things like that. So good. I mean, you know, I'm, Here's here's the th- here's the problem that I have with all of that, Chris and Mark. Now, the, the people that are gay are going to say they were born that way, right? Well, then by logical conclusion, people who are heterosexual are born that way too. Um, there is statistically more heterosexuals than there are homosexuals. So you are now shaming the larger majority, the dominant paradigm, if you will. You're shaming and subverting the dominant paradigm and, again, blaming people to, for having privilege just for the sheer fact that they are in the majority and they are the typical accepted norm, and you want them to feel shame for the way they were born. So in essence, that's the exact same logic that you say people are using against you. You say that you're being um, – there's prejudicial action coming against you for the way that you are born. Um, so which is it? What's it going to be? Um, you're using the same type of problem, cir- problematic circular reasoning. reasoning. But anyway, listen, I truly believe, guys – we're getting to a point (laughs) look at the smile on my face i say this tongue-in-cheek and then at this point also nothing really surprises me anymore uh how do you know chris that they're not going to pump out one of those vaccines and give you a shot one day you're going to wake up the next day gay you could you could you don't know And, and you know we say that but i bet you there's some nefarious people out there that it that that's the way they think they're just going to make the whole world woke and everything inclusive is you just get a shot one day and you'll be the perfect human, right? You'll, you'll, they'll be, be able to determine who you, your desires are for a romantic or sexual partner, uh, so on and so forth. Who knows, man? Brave new world we're living in. Brave new world. And, of course, uh, if Disney has their say, can you give us a shot? Can you see the, the studio? Can you see the plat there? We stole this. If you look across, you see that big picture there. That is actually the original uh, planning plat of Walt Disney's for Disneyland in Anaheim, California. And so we stole that from Glenn Beck for this episode to throw it out there. And I uh, wish we could zoom in on it. It's a pretty cool thing. Glenn entrusted it to Chris. And I said, keep that as far away from me as possible because I don't want to break it. And uh, I don't. I don't want Glenn mad at me. I, ne- I always think Glenn's mad at me anyway. Um, next week, I'm going to have my attorney, Paul Davis, on the show. We're going to talk about our battles with Facebook and some other things going on. But... Uh, when Paul met Glenn, he introduced himself. He said, I'm Chad Prather's attorney. Glenn said, Chad Prather needs an attorney. <laughs> he ain't wrong. But Disney uh, wants many, many, many LGBTQ plus characters. And by the way, I, I heard a statistic years ago. I, mean, I don't know if it's still true, but I assume that it probably is. And that is the characters. If you go to Disney World or Disneyland... The people in the costumes or the people that about 95, 98 percent of those people who get that job to play a character are from the gay community. So um, maybe somebody can verify that for us. But I've heard that anyway. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me, especially when you have uh, people like their corporate president, Carrie Burke, explaining that as a mother of two 
queer children and then says she wants more LGBTQ characters in lead Disney stories and content. Play that clip. I'm here as a mother of, of two queer children, actually, um, uh, one transgender child um, um, and one pansexual child um, and and also as a leader. Um, and that was the thing that really got me. We had an open forum last week at 20th where, um, again, the home of, of really incredible groundbreaking LGBTQIA stories over the years where um, one of our execs stood up and said, you know, we only have a handful of queer leads in our content. And I went, what? I, that can't be true. And I, and I, and I realized, oh, it, it actually is true. We have many, many, many LGBTQIA characters in our stories, and 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 yet we don't have enough leads um, and narratives in which gay characters just just get to be characters um, and and not have to be about gay stories. And so um, that's been very eye opening for me. And I hope this is a moment where shoot. Um, the 50% of the tears, <laughs> sorry, are coming. Um, uh, we don't, we just don't allow each other to go backwards. All right. Let's unpack that pile of shit. Um, first of all, anybody that gets on and says, okay, I have a pansexual child and a transsexual child. Lady, you are pushing your own agenda on your kids, period. End of story. Nobody, I mean, really, first of all, I want to know how old your children are. The fact that you keep referring to them as a child, I'm going to assume that they are prepubescent. That means they're not engaged in any sexual activity whatsoever. At least I hope not. If they are, there's a problem here, and it's criminal. So what are you referring to? How do you know the sexual orientation of a prepubescent, pre-adolescent child. Now, to refer to him as a child, you didn't, she didn't refer to him as a teenager. I would. I would say, you know, I, I always define my children based on their ages. You know, they're all coming into adulthood. They're all in various ages of either in their 20s or in their teens. I always qualify, you know, my, they're my children, but I always qualify their ages and where they are in life so that people know the context of what I'm trying to describe. She's, consist, she's consistently talking about her her. Her words, queer children. How do you know this? You don't know that unless you have put an agenda and an ideology in their mind. You're brainwashing them is what's going on. You're play but again, you live in fantasy land. You write Disney cartoons, right? You put out and publish and, and you're the corporate spokesperson, all these things. You're the president for corporate Disney. Y'all write cartoons. So I don't know on another level what characters you're talking about are leads in Disney movies that are gay and why we should care. Now, I get you want representation of the LGBTQIA++ community. I get that that's what you want. But what's the point? These are cartoons. You're not drawing pornographic cartoons at least not yet and you do have some subliminal crap that comes out of disney quite often and consistently but that's not the issue we're talking about you guys are, are building this whole worldview to indoctrinate children 
This is fantasy escape. This is stories of the unsung hero, right? This is the story of the of the little girl who had a rough upbringing, maybe some abuse, but her inner princess ultimately was realized by the end of the movie. Who's gay? Who's having sex? Why why has this got to be about sexuality at all? And what gay characters do you guys have? I understand that Pumbaa and Timon might have had some of that Lion King stuff going on. Uh but that's that I get it, right? That's but it's all an assumption that that's what you guys the creators were intending. We don't honestly know. Why do we need to know? Why does there need to be more gay characters? Why do there need to be more straight characters? Why, why do there need to be any sexuality in your cartoon characters at all? This is the stuff that confuses the shit out of me, right? Why are we having these conversations? Who the hell's speaking out for the kids? Thank you, Ron DeSantis, for standing up against people like this. Thank you for saying that it's not right for kids kindergarten to third grade to have to be taught sexuality on an educational thing and take away the parents' rights to be the final authority. Thank you for standing in the gap for that. Thank you. I agree with you wholeheartedly. And you know what? That is a hill to die on, folks. Golly, man. I, like this. Mm. We got more. I'm, I'm going to pick, keep pissing you off because I got more clips I want to get into. I'm going to run to the break early. OK, uh, let's let's talk about this. How old does your how old does your mirror say you are? There's a Disney reference. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest? She was probably queer, too. The Wicked Witch, whatever she was in. What was that? Snow White? Yeah, she was queer. Of course she was. Um, bitter, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you know. It's how you know they're gay. They're bitter. It's, it's a joke, people. Relax. Ladies and gentlemen, you can delay this question for 5, 10, or even 15 years with the new Ultra Retinol Serum from Genucel. Uh, Marina from Fort Lauderdale, Florida said, A great product. My skin loves it. I've spent so much money on creams over the years, enough to pay off my house. Just kidding, but it feels like that. This product has changed my life like no other. Marina's flying high with Genucel's new Ultra Retinol Serum and Hyaluronic Acid, this technological wonder, hydrates your skin at a cellular level and builds on this deep moisture with the incredible anti-wrinkle effects of phytoretinol. Go to genucell.com slash watchchad now for up to 50% off the brand new Ultra Retinol Serum. You will be amazed with your results or your money will get sent back to you. Also, you're going to get Genucell's immediate effects for results in 12 hours or less free with your order. Just go to Genucell.com slash WatchChad. That's Genucell.com slash WatchChad. Free express shipping, free returns, exquisite customer service. G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash WatchChad. Genucell.com slash WatchChad. Be right back. All right, so during the break, we did a little research for you. I wanted to educate myself, so Chris, uh, he looked up Carrie Burke, the lady who was just in the Disney interview right there. Apparently, she's got five children, age range from 15 to 24, so they're not children, per se. Obviously, the teenager, that is still a child, but a teenager. We're not talking about prepubescent, preadolescent. So, obviously, a person like that, I can see where you start to deal with some of these issues that are there, but you still can't convince me. This is indoctrination. This is an ideology that's been pushed on somebody. This is an ideology. And uh, this, this whole idea of this mass prevalence 
of the transgender community in America. It, it statistically doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. I mean, what was that story that we read the other day about the teacher? Where was it in Austin who had convinced like 21 of her 30 students that they were LGBT? Yeah. You know? And not just that, Chad. There was a, um, a story that came out, and I sent it to you, I believe, that talked about a teacher, a teacher, Chad, sent a naked picture to one of his students, and his excuse was... That picture was not supposed to be for that student. It was supposed to be for another person. Wow. Now, why is a teacher having texting exactly. communications yeah, between them? Like, that's nonsense. 100%. Why would it even be an option for you to accidentally send exactly. a text message with a picture like that to and a student? I send pictures, you know, to my, my parents for my kids. So that means that... If you send it accidentally, that means that that student's name was on your quick sends if you have an iPhone. Yeah. Um, so Disney. Now, again, you say, OK, I'm, I'm pushing my ideology on you because I'm saying, oh, this is a, they're You know, she's brainwashing these children. Listen, this is the philosophy of a place like Disneyland and Disney World now. So, Chris, you sent me an article. Disney goes woke will no longer say boys and girls within their parks. So, you know, you go there and it's like, you know, hey, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, they're not going to do that anymore. Instead of addressing the biological males and females, park goers will hear hello, everyone, or hello, friends. Um, if you're wondering if Disney has lost its magic or its marbles, wonder no more. The recently released online meeting of various Disney execs makes the new policy very clear. We trained, we provided training for all of our cast members in relationship to that. So now they know it's hello everyone and hello friends, which was Vivian Ware, Disney's diversity and inclusion manager, can be heard saying on a conference call. Um, so that's that's so exciting to me that I can't celebrate, you know. Listen, we used to have a great family vacation to Disney when my kids were little, right, you know? You the sense that, like some of the most precious memories I have of my children were seeing the the wonderment on their face, right? You, it, and it's a place where boys can go be pirates, girls can go be a princess, and no matter what's going on, you know, a, a kid that has cancer or or a kid that doesn't have a parent or you know, they can go and just get lost in an imaginary world. And that's gone. That's been stolen. That innocence is gone. Yep. Now, we understand that Disney, they haven't been some big virtuous company or something like that. But, but at least on the facade, you could go there and, and believe you were something else, someone else. A little boy could be, you know, an outlaw, a cowboy, a, a spaceman. A little girl could, you know, be this uh, princess, as I said, or, or you know, be in some far off exotic land. All these things, you know, could could be all of these things in this world of make believe, this world of fantasy. And it was it was good. You could make it clean. Now they've got to pervert it. They've got to pervert it in the name of inclusion. Now you remember when we had Adam Goulet on the show Monday? And he was talking about how you just changed the name. So rather than social emotional learning or CRT, they just call it, you know, psychological behaviors or, or, you know, mental health class or whatever. And you just 
you just repackage all of this stuff. Folks, language matters, whether you realize it or not. Language matters. Referring to a little boy as a little boy is an important thing. Re- referring to a little girl as a little girl is an important thing. You know, calling somebody a young lady, a woman. Yeah, you know what? Uh, Katanji Brown Jackson, you can't define a woman. Not that you can't define woman. You wouldn't define what a woman is. You wouldn't because the woke ideologue puppet masters won't let you define what a woman is because that would mess up the agenda. You couldn't You couldn't do it because you weren't allowed to do it. So, uh, you know, if you say, well, I can't define what a woman is, well, then why was it important that Joe Biden nominate a woman for that position? So, so again, you defy the logic right there, and you hypocrites completely disqualify yourselves in this, in this weird kind of bizarre logic that you guys utilize. So here we are trying to eliminate any gender roles in a place like Disney World or Disneyland. Uh, where, where in the hell... Can kids just be kids and left alone without the influence of hypersexualization, identity issues, confusion, gender issues, pronouns? Why can't we? I mean, why? Why does somebody like uh, Carrie Burke get on that interview and have to talk about her trans kid or her pansexual kid? Like, why? Why can't you just say I got kids? My kids, they deal with issues or whatever. Like, why does everybody have to have a label and a category? Stop it. You want to know why? There's things like heterosexual privilege, according to the Arizona State guy, Killerman. You want to know why? Because you guys don't want equality. You don't want it. You want to subvert. And through subversion, you want control. That's why you're continually pushing these ideologies and these identities out there so that it becomes a constant thing in people's heads. And you want to normalize all of it. Folks, stop, stop, stop. If you want equality then you wouldn't be doing this. You wouldn't be doing this. And by the way, I don't want to, I don't even want to go in it. Oh, Chris. Massachusetts high school biology class pushes radical gender ideology as a fact. Um, Needham High School is teaching in biology class that humans are socially conditioned to view sex and gender as binary. We're socially conditioned. All right, well, if that's true, then what are you doing at a place like Disney World when you drop saying little boys, little girls, or we're going to make sure that all the characters are gay? Um, if it, it, again, they truly believe this crap, Chris. They believe this crap because this is what they're, they're basically giving away the strategy. So they're trying to socially condition sex and gender as being non-binary. Class requires students to refrain from language that removes gendered terms to talk about bodies to make sure people with diverse asexualities, agenders, bodies, and aromantic orientations are included and respected. Like, how many of those do you have at Needham High School? So, um, anatomical sex, here's how it's defined, according to these educators. Sex, sometimes called biological sex, anatomical sex, or physical sex, which, by the way, I have never referred to sex as any of that. None of that. I have never. I've never said, hey, let's go get some biological sex on. I've never said, let's go do anatomical sex. Of course it's anatomical sex. 
hey, baby, you want to have physical sex? Well, I, I don't want to have mental sex. I don't, I don't want to have, I, you know, it, what are you talking about? They say it's comprised of things like genitals. F- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it better be genitals. If it doesn't involve genitals, I don't want to do it. <laughs> Chromosomes, hormones, body hair, and more. But one thing it's not, gender. That's what they said. Bro, yeah, it is. It's 100% gender. It is, it is around me. Um, here's how it defines gender identity. Your psychological sense of self. Who you in your head know yourself to be based on how much you align or don't align with what you understand to be the options for gender. Options. Listen, I've tried having sex with myself, and those options didn't work out. It's not the same. (laughs) I like the anatomical sex. I like the physical sex. I like it when it involves genitals. And chromosomes and hormones and body hair and more. I want to hear their and more. I want, I want all the sex, okay? Golly, people. This is the thing. God created sex for pleasure and for reproduction. It is a demonstration of the act of worship, okay? We can be crude, we can be tongue-in-cheek, we can make jokes all day long, but let's get back to this whole thing. God created a man and a woman. He brought them together and said, that's good. That's good. That's why in the New Testament, it talks about the marriage bed being undefiled, which basically is saying everything goes. If, if, you, if you're married and you lock the bedroom door, it's, it's no holds barred, baby. Y'all can do all the anatomical, physical sex you want. But God created this act, a demonstration. It's, it's an example of worship. This is what um, God's people, how they interact with him. That's why in the New Testament it talks about the bride of Christ, and he's the bridegroom. And history culminates in the marriage supper of the Lamb. And then there is a consummation between the bride and the bridegroom. So quite honestly, and take this exactly for the seriousness in which I say it, the idea of eternity with Christ is an eternal orgasmic experience of worship. It's one big giant worship experience. That's the example. You're perverting all of this stuff by doing what they're doing here. This idea of God's creation and his creation of the sexual relation between a man and a woman in the marriage covenant, that is what's being perverted here, folks. And they're doing it with language. They're they're changing. This is not an attack on you. This is not an attack on your lifestyle. This is an attack on God and his design and his order. You want peace. You want peace in your life. You want peace in the world. There has to be order. The only way you can have order is to have the right government. The only right government is the kingdom of God. Folks, that is a kingdom which cannot be shaken, although all things can be sh- all things that can be shaken will be shaken, so that that which cannot be shaken will remain. That one government 
which is the kingdom of God, his divine order. That divine order brings peace in your life. You get out of that order, you're going to have chaos. It's going to shake loose the law of entropy, second law of thermodynamics. Everything in motion is going to tend to fall apart. That's why Jesus was referred to in Isaiah as the prince. That's a government title of peace. The right government brings peace because it has the right order. They're defying God's order. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Fired up. Hey, uh, guys, I want to address something that we occasionally talk about on the show, but uh, which I still believe to be kind of um, <clears throat> underserved in the pantheon of general things about which we should be concerned when thinking about the future of this country and our society, okay? Uh, let me start with Elliot Cutler. Now, Elliot Cutler is a prominent Demo- Democratic campaign donor and two-time gubernatorial candidate from Maine who was arrested the other day on four charges of possession of child pornography. Seriously. Each charge, if proven, carries a maximum sentence of five years in prison, yet our man here was held on only $50,000 of bail. So this guy Cutler is a mover and a shaker, folks. If you're from the state of Maine, chances are pretty good. You've heard of him. Now, the easiest thing in the world for me to do would be to come before you, smoke pouring out of my ears, and claim that he got cheap bail because that's just the first step in a series of steps to get him off easy for his crimes because he's a Democrat. It's an attractive point of view. I'm going to admit that, and it could even be correct. But sometimes the easy things to say isn't necessarily the right things to say. And I'm not going to tack into that particular win until I know more about the situation. After all, these are only allegations at this point. It hasn't even been determined that he's guilty yet. And if it turns out that he is guilty, I'll be the first one to denounce that asshole to the sky. I just think that we should be careful about automatically assuming someone's guilt when we see a news story just because they happen to be a different political team from us. Nevertheless, it brings into sharp focus the very large elephant that's been sitting in the room of social discourse for quite some time now. So I want to talk about that. The subject of pedophilia and pedophilia-related things has been all over the place lately, from congressional hearings for the Supreme Court Justice nominee Ketanji Brown-Jackson to the still-smoldering fires left in the wake of the Jeffrey Epstein debacle to regular discourse and opinion pieces in the media. Now, we're definitely all thinking about it. And interestingly enough, right now, most people on both the right and most of the center of the left come pretty close to agreeing on how bad it is and sometimes what needs to be done about it. Those aren't the people I'm worried about, of course, and they shouldn't be the people you're worried about either. The people I worry about are the radical left as per our usual agreement. And there's something we've talked about before on this show that's starting to creep in, and that is a budding acceptance of pedophilic behavior. Listen, I don't imagine that the hard left is going to fall on its own sword defending Elliot Cutler, even though he donated a shit ton of money to a lot of their campaigns over the years. He's not worth the risk, most likely. But the notion itself that pedophilia isn't as bad as we've always thought it was is getting more and more attention as time goes on. Now, you can call me a conspiracy theorist if you want, but I'm telling you this isn't far off. There are already people working to make the distinction between those who commit acts of pedophilia and those who just want to. And I'm not saying there's no daylight between those two categories, but I am saying we should be aware. Because as we all know, the left never stops right there. Not when there's a dominant paradigm to subvert. So if Elliot Culler is guilty, throw the damn book at him. If he's not guilty, let him be. But let's face it. 
he's probably guilty. Probably guilty. If you are in possession of child pornography, bro, where there is smoke, there is fire. We got to stop normalizing this stuff. <clears throat> we went over to the, uh, the American Museum over there across the parking lot. Glenn's got a French guillotine. It's really creepy. Glenn's got some creepy stuff. Like, it, it really creeps me out sometimes when he sets up these museum pieces. And, um, but that guillotine, like, I want to, you, you know, Chris was showing it to me. And you touch the blade. I don't want to touch the blade. Because, like, that's cut people's heads off. Right? It's a guillotine from the 1800s. <clears throat> that blade is a very thick. Have you seen it, Mark? It's a very thick piece of metal. It's not like some razor thin like you would imagine, right? This thing chops the head off when you drop it. It's, a very, it's about, would you say, Chris, about three quarters of an inch thick piece of metal? Yeah. It's a solid piece of steel that's down to not a razor sharp edge. It comes down to a point, but kind of like a dull axe. Yeah. And it's got, of course, it's at a 45 degree angle, so it slices the head when it chops. Um, I think of that guillotine because when I think of pedophiles, I think of what needs to be done to them when they are proven guilty. Proven guilty. Accusations be damned, okay? Proven guilty. If you are doing something of a sexual nature with a child, have intentions to do anything like that, then we need to be collecting heads. Personally, I'd like to see you put your pecker through the hole first. Let's chop that off. And then you can spend a little time in prison before we take your head, too. Uh, let the boys in the yard do some things to you so you know what it's like to get abused. <sighs> can play that other Disney clip, that next one, with uh, Alan March. I'm on the production side. Uh, part of uh, the work that I feel like I can put in is um, making sure that we take place in modern day New York. So making sure that that's like an accurate reflection of New York. So I put together like a tracker of our background characters to make sure that we have like a, the full breadth of expression. And uh, we got into a very similar conversation, Carrie, of like, oh, all of our like gender nonconforming characters are in the background. And so it's not just a numbers game um, of how many LGBTQ plus characters you have. We got the further, uh, the, the more centered a story is on a character, the more nuanced you get to get into their story. And especially with like trans characters, you can't see if someone is trans. There's not one way to look trans. And so kind of the only way to have these like canonical trans characters, canonical asexual characters, canonical bisexual characters is to give them stories where they can like be their whole selves. Yeah. Um, well, Chris, you canceled your Disney plus subscription, right? I sure did. Yesterday you, as you, I was driving to the studios. I don't have one. Um, I did have one once upon a time. 
but I got rid of that a while back. Um, by the way, if you're watching this, you could see it, but if you're listening to this, these are interviews that are put out by the Disney Corporation with their executives and their creators. And it's, it's, this is leaked stuff. And it says, reimagine tomorrow. This is the agenda. Reimagine tomorrow. So they're taking their, you know, imagine stuff from Disney and it's reimagine. This is the agenda for your children, folks. This is the narrative they're pushing. Hang tight. We'll be right back. When it comes to Disney, folks, the hits just keep on coming. I want you to play one more clip from another Disney executive. Check this one out. It's like I love Disney's content. I grew up watching, you know, all of the classics. They have been a huge, like, informative <laughs> part of my life. But at the same time, like, I worked at small studios most of my career, and I'd heard, you know, you hear whispers. Like, I, I'd heard things like, oh, you know, they won't let you show this at a Disney show. And I'm like, okay. So I was a little, like, sus when I started. And, but then... My experience was bafflingly the opposite of what I had heard on my little pocket of like, you know, proud family, Disney TVA. Um, the showrunners were super welcoming Meredith Roberts and like the, the, our leadership over there has been so welcoming to like my like not at all secret gay agenda. And so like, I, I feel like I felt like it was, I mean, like maybe it was that way in the past, but I guess like, Something must have happened in the last, like, like they are turning it around. They're going hard, and then all that like momentum that I felt, like that sense of I don't have to be afraid to like let's have these two characters kiss. Let's in the background, this like I was just wherever I could, just basically adding queerness to like the, if you see anything queer in the show, I'm proud of them. But like I, I just was like no one would stop me, and no one was trying to stop me. These people are unhinged. Just want to stick queerness wherever I can. You say, well, we want to make sure that everybody's represented. Sexually? I mean, I don't... What do you, like, I've spoken to young people throughout my life. And I've been on stages, you know, pretty consistently, where the audience is, is a younger crowd. Obviously, I gear my message for the age appropriateness. I've never decided that it was a good idea to discuss my sexual lifestyle, my sexual anything, anything sexual, whether it's me or somebody else, with kids. Why do I need to do that? Why do I need to get on a stage and make sure that all these sexual representations are included you don't believe me, do you? You don't. You think, oh, oh, yeah, well, it's not as bad as you think. This is Disney. We know Disney. Play the clip of the kindergarten teacher. We should be able to have discussions, and, and that's what we're encouraged to do in kindergarten. And then personally, because, um, you know, my, my kids do have questions. They want to know who the, uh, my partner is in pictures yeah. outside of my classroom, and I should be able to speak to that. That's what we do as educators. We build relationships with our kids. And in order to build relationships, you talk about your home life. You talk about what you do on the weekends. That's building community. I, it scares me 
death that I am not going to be able to have these conversations with my children because they're going to ask me what I did on the weekend. I don't want to have to hide that my partner and I went paddle boarding this weekend because yeah. then they ask, well, what does partner mean, Mr. Bernard? And, you know, I, I'm worried. Can I tell them what it means? I'm also worried for my kids. I have a little girl this year who has two moms and the kids are curious about her two moms. They want to know about her two moms. You know, if they come to if they go to her and ask her about her two moms and she doesn't know what to say, they're going to come to me. Yeah. No, bro. Listen, you're doing it because you want to do it. The kids don't need to hear about your paddle boarding on a weekend. You're doing that because you want to tell those kids. You have an innate desire to expose those kids to your life. My kindergarten teacher, I'm 49 years old. My kindergarten teacher, her name was Mrs. Black. I don't know a single thing about who her husband was. I don't I don't I didn't know Mr. Black. There were no pictures of Mrs. and Mr. Black. We didn't we didn't talk about Miss Black paddleboarding on the weekends, but they taught us how to, you know, write some letters and color some pictures and take a nap and snack time and what colors were. Um they helped us understand, you know, our ABCs. But no, we didn't talk about her relationship, her romantic relationship at all. Why are you doing it, sir? What's the point? I think you know what the point is, folks. All right, Chris, if it can't get any worse, give me a TikTok. That's awesome. People are creative. We will rock you. That's, um, wow, that's creative. That's pretty smart right there. Um, I, during the last break, I made a meme. I took a picture of Will Smith holding an Oscar. I don't know if I'm going to put it out or not. I've had, I, everybody's coming at me over the alopecia crap. I don't think Jada Smith has alopecia. I think she keeps her hair, she can't grow long hair. She keeps it cropped short. I don't, because she has hair. People that, again, we've talked about that. But a picture of him holding the Oscar, I said, look, they gave Will a statue of Jada. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we will rock you. Oh, my gosh. Hey, folks, protect your kids, all right? Protect your kids for the love of God and all that's holy. Protect your kids. Hang tight. Be right back. BlazeTV.com slash Chad. Promo code MoreChad is where you sign up to get our overtime. And uh, <clears throat> all the Blaze TV content, unedited, unscripted. You know, the other day we were we played the thing. You had to, uh, last night's episode, or I'm sorry, Tuesday's episode, you had to bleep out a little section of it because of YouTube guidelines. And people hate were going, speech. what the hell? What the hell? Hate speech. You <clears throat> hate speecher. If you were watching it on Blaze TV, you wouldn't have that problem. You would know you would know what I said about Elijah Schaefer and Jason Whitlock. <laughs> 
Uh, Chad on Blaze is where you go do your shopping. And please go to watchchad.com. Come on, see us at, the, see us at uh, Dosey Does in a couple of weeks uh, in, as we get back on track. In Naples, Florida, Off the Hook Comedy Club. I'm going to be there May 25th, and then summer's going to be off the hook, baby. Uh, lots of shows. We love you. God bless you. Have a great weekend. Talk to you then. Bye. Bye.